going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 114 of the Geeks Who Race podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Shelly Walter. Hello. And Joe Morgan. Gadzooks. <laughs> Today we're going to have a great podcast. Uh, Minecraft creeping up on new records. Dundee chopping its way into theaters. And Netflix whipping up some new gaming shows, which all three of those were puns, but the last one's not explanatory yet, so... You'll have to actually listen to find yep. out. <laughs> Special shout out to our Patreons, patreon.com slash Geeks and Grace. Uh, Scott Phillips, Jordan Garner, as always, thank you so much for all of your donations, along with everybody else that donates. Let's get into some Twitter discussion. We got from Kentucky Guy 07. I was going to say 007, but there's only one seven there. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Nintendo Labo? I think it looks neat but will be super frustrating to put together. And before we give our opinions on it, for those who don't haven't heard of what Nintendo Labo is yet, basically Nintendo has taken uh, cardboard. They look like it's really firm cardboard. And they've got electrical you know, foil on it, I would assume. It looks like some kind of foil uh, that's reading the Joy-Con sensors. It's IR reflective tape. There you go. Oh, fancy. Yeah, and so uh, through that, these can interact with games. Uh, For one of them, for an example, they have a piano where you literally hit a key and then it plays it on the Nintendo Switch. So they're very interactive. Uh, What what do you guys think about them? I think it's a fantastic idea. Uh, A few hours before the the thing, something kind of bled out about a Lego sort of thing that they were calling like, pixel bits or something yeah basically it was like build an amiibo with none of the functionality of an amiibo and i thought well that's absolutely ridiculous (laughs) and then they showed labo and i thought okay this is pretty cool they're they're doing some really interesting innovative stuff here they're not disrupting the core audience to do it which is a big gripe that i had with the wii u you know it totally screwed everything up because they wanted to to ham fist some stuff into the Wii U. So they're getting their creativity on. Like I've, I've got a couple of buddies that are already super excited to pick these up because it's projects that they're going to do with their, with their kids. Right. And when you look at it from the outside and, and you take a step back, what about the maker community? What about the 3d printers and things like that? People that, you know, that, that say, well, okay, I see what you're doing with cardboard. Let me 3d print some of that into plastic and use some of that, like, our reflective tape and stuff. We're going to get a lot of cool stuff coming out of this few months after this thing releases. My one beef is that the price, I'm not sure about the value proposition. Mm-hmm. Like, $70 well, hits, for the one yeah. kit that has a ton of stuff seems okay. That doesn't seem outrageous to me. But the robot kit is $80. And, and it's got some mechanical stuff. You know, it's got strings that detect... You stepping forward and back and moving your arms and that sort of stuff, but I'm not sure that it's worth eighty dollars yet. I, I don't know. That remains to be seen. And the game itself, I, I assume, will be relatively simple for the robot specifically. It looks like it's literally just a uh, probably waves of things come at you. You can destroy stuff with the robot suit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like VR I'm without needing VR. Mostly interested about this house. Oh, what yeah, does the, the house, house do? So they don't show you, and it's the most yeah. like the Joy Cons just sitting in the uh, in the chimney. Yeah, yeah. I'm very curious. 
I don't know. What do you think, Shelly? Uh, uh, I don't know. I I really like the idea. <laughs> I think it's really cool and really unique and something that no one really expected. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I don't know. I am also kind of just worried how it's going to sell because um, it is good that it's not getting forced down everyone's throats. Again, like the Wii U, like that was just like, here's this whole gimmick and you have to use it to use the console, basically. Um, but, and the Switch, I mean, people actually buy the, the Switch. People have the Switch already. So it's good that they were introducing this a little bit into the Switch's um, console life already. Um, mm-hmm. But, because if they have done that from the beginning, if that was one of their selling points, I think it would have been a bad call. Um so I think this is definitely a better call to, like, when to introduce it. It's still, like, yeah, it's it's expensive. Not necessarily unfairly expensive, I don't think. It's just, like, are you going to spend that much to, like, your kid really wants this thing. And do you know if your kid's even going to play it for that long or just get really quickly bored with it? Or, you know, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where I don't think I'm going to get one. But, and it'd be nice to see them sell well, because, yeah, I would agree with Joe. There's going to be some really cool custom-made things that are going to come out of it, I'm sure. Um, Yeah, I, re- I don't know. I like it. I think it's cool. It's just super out of left field and unexpected. It's like, do we really need yeah. this? Probably not, but it's cool, so. I yeah. love that everyone's, like, talking about 4K. And, you know, like, try to be the most realistic, like, possible. That's as far as we're going. Like, try to be as high-tech as possible. Mm-hmm. And then you have Nintendo's, like, or you can play with cardboard. Yeah. And they've <laughs> always done stuff like that, though. Yeah, I mean, no, it's totally Nintendo. When, when everybody else was, you know, the PS3 and, and the Xbox 360, everybody's going, look, you can play in 1080p. You can play online. And Nintendo's going, we don't care. You can play tennis with your controller. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Remember that $10 game you could get at Walmart? You can now get a bunch of those kind of games yeah, it's, in it's, one but, console. But it did. Uh, oh, sorry. It was huge for Nintendo. Like, they have enough money yeah. in the bank. They can lose money for the next 60 years and still be fine. Mm hmm. Because of the Wii. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, um, yeah, it's just really cool that. It's good that the Switch is a good console and everyone can agree it's a good console that has good games and that this thing is totally unnecessary. And so people who will be buying it, it's not just buying because it's like, oh, I have to buy it. You know, it's because they want to buy it because they see like the Switch can be made for games, but it can also be made like in this way and like a different cool way. And so it's not all of a sudden just a gaming console. It's like taking a different level of interaction. So I think that's really cool. So, yeah, I think something to like remember to because I'm I look at the cardboard that is as cool and innovative as it is. I see the cardboard and I'm like, ah, especially for eighty dollars, I'm not spending eighty dollars on cardboard for sure. <laughs> uh, but I think one thing to point out is that the Labo is kind of the name of this project, but these are specifically toy cons, is what they're calling them. Um, oh, I like these, it, joy cons with toy cons. So these are Labo Toy Cons, and even if they don't sell well or whatever, uh, they can keep going with this Labo idea, this interactive do-it-yourself, I think, is kind of the concept. So I don't necessarily see the Toy Cons doing super well, but I would hope that we see much cheaper, much smaller 
uh, and plastic. I, I'm still into plastic to me. I get this bendable plastic stuff that you can kind of build and be a little more durable. Uh, I would pay 10, 15, you know, $20 for something like this. If it was like one of them, it, it's literally put the toy con in and it just kind of jiggles around. Um, if I could build one of those for 20 bucks and it just, you know, runs around, um, it's kind of a cool toy for a kid. I think that's, that's cool. I, but I think, I think the, the act of putting it together with the cardboard is the appeal for sure is a lot of the fun with it. Yeah. I mean, it's like Legos. Definitely. I'm glad they didn't do the pixel bits idea. I think this is still something really cool that parents and kids can do together. Yeah. And truth be told, I kind of want to pick one up just to play around with it and see kind of how it works and how things work with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, from the outside, it looks super simplistic almost. It's just like, oh, look, it's a piano and you hit the keys and it makes noise. But then, um, of course, like the tech side, it's just like, how does that work? How do they have those connections and what? Like, I'm curious to see And they've got a fishing pole and they've got, I mean, they've got like six different things in that one kit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I think it's cool. I don't think it's for me, but I... I want to make sure people kind of understand, like, it's a do-it-yourself kit. So if you're going to do it yourself, you're going to like it. Um, a lot of kids are going to love this. Yeah. Uh, I think kids are going to think this is so awesome. And it's going to be a great way for parents to bond with their kids. Yeah, because uh, it's it's using the gaming console, but it's using it to not just play video games. It's using it in an interactive way where the parents can get involved. And you could just see your kid actually playing with a toy. And they're still happy right. because it is with, like, a gaming console. You're still playing a game. Um, but sort of bringing back the old school play with your toys sort of thing. Yeah. So nobody's buying the switch to get these. Yeah. No, so I can't see that happening. That's but if I you have a console, right. you know, you might. Nobody's well. buying the switch to get these though, because the switch has a solid library already. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's our thoughts. I I'm really excited to see. I'm not crazy excited for this but i'm really excited to see where uh this takes the labo name that they've created six uh, months after this thing releases there's going to be some cool stuff out there yeah uh, i definitely agree with that even if it's not nintendo that's doing it yeah i could see if they let third parties into this i think it could really be huge um i don't know how nintendo will feel about that but you let 30 par- third parties and it could be Amazing. I mean, I bet there's a, I bet there's a Reddit thread in six months dedicated to people with 3D printers. Like I said, create coming up with all kinds of crazy stuff, programming their own games and stuff. Yeah. Cool. Uh, from that, Joe, we promised the listeners last week. <laughs> uh, they've been waiting for a full seven days to hear about your experience. Yeah. So I knew The Room was supposed to be a bad movie. That's part of the appeal. You know that it's one of the worst movies ever created when you go into it. Yeah. But I really didn't know what to expect. Right. Okay. And so I I went into it going, okay, I know this movie's going to be bad. And it surpassed every expectation. (laughs) It it was way worse than I thought it was going to be. And a lot of it was laughable. Yeah. Yeah. But some of it is downright lewd, and I didn't real like I didn't, I didn't think about that yeah. going in because I was so enthralled with the idea of this just horribly done movie. And there are several sex scenes that are pretty explicit, hmm. and also the most awkward thing you'll ever watch. <laughs> it's just 
it was so bad. It was so bad on every possible pr- perspective. Like the writing, the the filming, the acting, and and pretty much everything is done by this one guy. That's part of why it got so famous. His name's Tommy Wiseau. Like he's he's a crazy dude. Nobody knows. Like for years, he didn't tell anybody where he was from, how old he was, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. And and. The rumor is that he funded the movie himself, and it cost like six million plus dollars. People say that he either made his fortune like selling blue jeans from China, or that he's part of the Polish mafia. Like, there's they have no idea. Holy cow! Okay, it's so bananas. Um, the I thought it was a funny one-time experience. I'll never do it again because it's so raunchy. But you can now say you've watched it. I can, yeah. Um. But there was one kid in the theater. I mean, he, he, I don't think he was probably more than 20 or 21 at the most. Absolutely the most foul mouthed, lewd, distasteful garbage flowing out of this kid's mouth through the entire movie. And a lot of people were talking during the movie. That's part of what you expect going into this experience. But this kid was saying stuff that would make. Bad people blush. <laughs> okay. Like he, oh, I mean, I just, I could not believe it. Anyway, yeah, That's that was an experience. <laughs> I really wish I had just bought the DVD, crushed the DVD after a one-time watch and moved on because <laughs> it would have been a quarter of the cost. Man. The DVD's like 10 bucks. I paid 15 bucks a ticket for three of us to go watch it. Oh, Wow. <laughs> And that was the only, like, there was no alternate pricing. It didn't matter if you were four years old or, or 85. There were no discounts. Everybody right. paid the same amount. Because they only showed it one time now, in the entire city. Are you going to want to watch The Disaster Artist? I do actually want to watch Disaster Artist now. Knowing, the but context. at the same time, with the with, with, uh, allegations levied against that guy right now, mm-hmm. I don't know that I want to watch Disaster Artist. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Which, we'll see. James Franco? Yes. I haven't, I haven't heard anything. Oh. Yeah, he's the latest, He's one of the latest ones to come out with those allegations against him. I think I heard about yep. that, yeah. Hmm. Yep. Um, on top of that, I've been geeking out this week. I got a review copy of Iconoclasts, which is out. By the time you guys are hearing this, it's out on the PlayStation 4, the Vita, and the PC. If you like Metroidvania games, you like 16-bit kind of classic art styles, you should definitely check it out. Go read my reviews up on the website. Um, it is live right now, as soon as you hear this. And we have a quick scope that's actually embedded in the top of the review. You can check that out and watch like 30 minutes of gameplay as well if you're curious uh, in what my th- first 30 minutes with the game was like. I really enjoyed it. It it really brings up... it. it the word iconoclast in and of itself is anti-religion. It's basically somebody ch- that challenges a religious uh, establishment. And okay. so the whole game paints religion in a very negative light. But I think there's a lot there worth Christians going through and, and kind of understanding and and challenging themselves with here. Okay. So but because I there are there are two or three different religions in the game and it took this one guy, the guy that made it he made it by himself over the course of seven years. Wow. 
and it's well done. The story's well written. The characters are are fleshed out, and I, I really enjoyed it. And it is challenging. Like, it's a very anti-religion thing. But I, I, I touch on that in my review. I would really appreciate it if you guys went and read my review to kind of. I mean, I dedicate a whole paragraph to what I'm rambling on about right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, please please go check out my review of that and and consider checking out the game. Like I said, it's one guy. He developed it over the course of seven years, and I think it's it's definitely worth looking into. I had a lot of fun with it, and and it challenged me to think a little bit and, and reflect on on my faith while I was doing it. Um, and then finally, I've played just a little bit of an early access game called Slay the Spire. It's on Steam, and okay. it is a roguelike game. You know, so you you oh, make yeah. it as far as you can in a run, and then you get killed and you start all over. Mm-hmm. But it is a deck building card game. Oh, so you start off with like ten cards. You take your turn, and then you discard everything from your hand, and your enemy takes their turn, and then you draw five more cards and take your turn. You start off with only like ten cards in your deck, and what happens is when when you've discarded your entire deck, it shuffles it all back in, and you start again. But as you play through the game and you take the winding paths up to fight bosses and stuff, you acquire new cards and slowly build your deck up for the run. So it's pretty neat. Uh, I think it was 15 or 20 bucks. I could be wrong. But it's pretty neat, too. I, I had a good time with it, and I will definitely be playing more of that. Uh, moving on from that, gaming news for the week. Of course, we mentioned at the top of the episode, the Minecraft boss said they want more crossplay. Uh, and that came in the wake of December's numbers. They said that they broke a record. They had, let's see, let me double check the article. I believe it was like 70, 70 something million active, yeah, 74 million active players in the month of December on all platforms for Minecraft. Now, they don't really wow. say what a quote unquote active player is. Right. <laughs> but that's still pretty impressive. Dang, that game is um, old. Yeah, and it's still <laughs> it's still in the top of the NPDs constantly. It's so crazy that such a simplistic game, yeah, is you know one of the biggest games out there. Uh huh, and it it continues to do well. Um, and then for those of you that are interested in Monster Hunter World, which comes out this Friday, mm-hmm. there will be a day one patch that's about nine hundred megabytes. And you're gonna need that if you want to play online, which it's kind it's of like a the big point of the game. Point of it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, you can play the whole thing by yourself. Well, you can play quite a bit of it by yourself, but you're definitely gonna right. want to be able to play with friends play. on this. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. Um, and then one thing that I don't have a link to an article for, but we did remember come out last week. Sony announced Totakus. Is that what the, yeah. you said they were called? Totaku. Um, so not Kotaku. Not related to Kotaku. So they're PlayStation themed figures. They look like amiibos, but they don't have any sort of functionality or anything built into them. They're just collectibles. Boo. But the Bloodborne Hunter is on there. And Crash Bandicoot is on there. They're super detailed. Yeah, they look great. I mean, they look like amiibo quality figures. Okay. How much are they running for? It was like 10 bucks? Yeah, they were only going to be like 10 bucks. I'm definitely getting the Hunter. That's definitely cheaper than amiibos. Yeah, uh, God of War, Kratos, the the new Kratos was one of the ones on there. I think there were six or seven right out of the gate. And those would look great on my desk at work. Parappa the Rapper. Oh, I don't care about Parappa that much, so. (laughs) 
Kick Punch, Old It's school. All in the Mind. I had that demo when I was a kid, and that was it. <laughs> oh, um, man. Yeah. Yeah, it all looks really good. I'm, I'm kind of sad that it doesn't have the Amiibo functionality. I understand that that probably would have been a bit on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually more okay with this, though, because they're $5 cheaper than Amiibos are. That's true. And they still look flipping cool. Yeah. Which... I bought several Amiibos just because they look cool, and I keep them on my desk at work. Yeah. LJ says, Cody would buy a Ratchet and Clank one. Yes, yes, I would. <laughs> I mean... Uh, or a Jack 2. Or Jack. Crash Jack. Bandicoot's on there. Specifically that's, Jack That's one on... Yeah. Specifically oh. Jack 2, uh, Jack. But I, give me Jack with a, any type of goatee. I'll be happy. I mean, okay. Seeing how detailed the Hunter is... I keep going back to the Bloodborne Hunter, but seeing how yeah. detailed that character was, you could totally do Ellie from... The Last of Us, you could do right. Nathan Drake. Mm-hmm. I mean, those figures look awesome, and you could do a ton of stuff with Sony properties. Yeah. I would drop a lot of money for, for that. Another really thing. big thing to think about, too, with this is uh, when we think of Sony, we don't think of mascots much anymore or iconic characters. And this kind of reinforces and goes, remember, we do have those. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they did Sonic All-Star, or not Sonic All-Stars, uh, PlayStation All-Stars, which was yeah. kind of their Smash Brothers clone on the PlayStation 3. Mm-hmm. And that I was think a this lot really of that kind of stuff. remind us, like, mm-hmm. these are exclusives. Yeah. Um, these are things that you love that you've grown up with. I think it's really smart. Yeah, they need to do a Gran Turismo car, but then Forza would probably just one-up it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, moving on from that, we'll go into the pull list for the week. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Real quick. LJ just reminded us, those Tatakus are only going to be available at GameStop. Yeah. So I will actually go into one of their stores for something. And I would bet with them being exclusive that they're probably going to be, they'll probably go quick. Oh, for sure. Shoot, I need to go pre-order. Yeah. You might. Yeah. Because I mean, Amiibos went quick and they were available other places. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, moving into the pull list for the week, there's actually a fair deal of, of big stuff hitting this week. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z is coming out Friday. Mm-hmm. We have a preview of that up on the site and a quick scope already live for the preview. LJ wrote those. We there might on the have site. a review. LJ is covering the game. Uh, we don't know if we'll have a review copy or not, but he's definitely going to cover the game. Cool. And he said he should have a quick scope live, uh, hopefully Thursday night. So, uh, sometime before midnight central, look for that. Uh, and then we got a uh, the in, the Inpatient, which is a game coming uh, from the same universe as Until Dawn. Seems kind of oh, weird to release a scary game in January. Yeah, but hmm. but if you're into scary games, this looks like one that's that's got some chops to it. Is I it... guess you also have to you don't have to worry about competition that way though. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is it You're... actually like canon in the same like world? Yes, they have okay. said it is in the Until Dawn universe. Sick. All right, I want to look into that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, Iconoclast, which I was mentioning earlier, that review is live. That quickscope is live. The game comes out. By the time you hear this, the game will be out. Uh, Lost Sphere, which is the follow-up to uh, the the game, let's see, Tokyo RPG Factory, which made I'm Setsuna. Okay. 
Um, Lost Sphere is their new game, and from what I understand, it it has kind of the same combat system, the same world roaming mechanics, with some new stuff added on top of it. And I could be wrong, but I want to say they have even said it might even be in the same universe. That'd be cool. I could be well, wrong about that, but I'm going to find out uh, very soon. That'll be live before I go to bed tonight. So. It looks more... Um, it almost has a Pokemon feel to it. Uh, it doesn't look as... I don't know how to explain the art that was in I Am Sensita. Um, yeah, it's kind of more almost chibi-ish, but not quite. Yeah. yeah, it seems more detailed than I Am Sensita did. Okay, cool. I I played through I Am Sensita. It, it had a few issues, but I, overall I had a good time with the story. Yeah. I don't like so, snow. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then finally, a big one that I'm really excited about. I bought a copy for a friend so that we can play together online with that day one patch. Uh, Monster Hunter World goes live yeah. this Friday as well. So what do you plan it on? Xbox One for the because okay. I have the X. Oh, I have the yeah. Xbox One X. Yeah. I've got a 4K TV. I want to be able to slay monsters <laughs> in 4K. That'd be so cool. Got it. And and my buddies that I know of that are playing it are going to be playing it on the Xbox. So right. So if you're out there and you're looking to slay some monsters, maybe hit me up on Twitter. Uh, give me your gamer tag or something, and we'll see if we can't get a hunting session together sometime. Yeah, there you go. Uh, at Joe Knows Games. Sweet. And that's that's it for gaming this week. What about you, Shelly? Nice. Uh, I didn't do too much geeking out over the week. I been playing lots of breath of the wild i've concluded that i am going to reach 120 get all 120 shrines or at least attempt to before fighting ganon which i might regret later but i'm just thinking i'm gonna do it i'm gonna fight ganon i know it puts you back to like pretty much pre-ganon after that like that's all legends of the games and then i'm probably gonna get the dlc mm-hmm. after that because i want the dlc <laughs> but i know i'm like i basically what i want to do is i want to fight ganon in the classic tunic so I okay. need okay. to get it. <laughs> All the shrines get the tunic. Yeah. So um, I have okay. the shield. Obviously, I have the sword. Like, it's going to be great. I just need the outfit. So, yeah. Your sword technically isn't complete until you've done the, some of the DLC. Oh. So you may want to keep that in mind. Interesting. But getting the sword completely unlocked is very very difficult okay is that the um what trial of the sword something of the sword yeah okay yeah. i have i've heard of have it. you have you played the island yet where you lose all of your stuff yes and then you have to start from scratch it's literally that uh but harder and you have to do it multiple times oh dang that's going so, to be what is, fun. What is that the name of that eventide i think so something like that. eventide island evertide that's gonna be fun yeah excited cool but that's that's to fully unlock the sword's true potential okay but I'm still, it's, I'm still going to do that probably post-game. <laughs> I'm going to get all 30 hearts, and it's going to be great. Nice. Um, but yeah, so th- that's been what I've been doing. I also went to a really cool uh, event on cybersecurity, which I know that's not really like what you would think about geeking out, but I don't know. I've been geeking out about it because yeah. I realized, you know, I'm going into the IT field, IT realm, and there's different ways you could go with that. You could go more like project analyst or more database or more like different things and so i'm like maybe i want to do cybersecurity, and now i'm like pretty interested in it because like cryptography reverse you're gonna be a gray hat hacker <laughs> the event you're gonna I went merc to fools 
was, um, yeah, it was all about cybersecurity, but basically it was run as a competition. It was kind of like a hackathon. It was, <laughs> you were in different yeah, teams. Yeah, DreamHack or something like that. Mm. Um, we were in different they teams. They have some of those hacker competitions. Yeah, and we um, just, there were different challenges you could do. I, there were quizzes that you could just like Google for the answers. And that's mainly what I did because I didn't know how to do anything else. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. But there are people hacking into like... Vo- uh, VoIPs and uh, Wi-Fi and um, yeah, I did some cryptography puzzles and those were really fun. Um, yeah, so that was just really cool. Um, so as, I'm geeking out about that. As a software developer, I can tell you, hackers are the most clever deviants <laughs> yeah. on earth. I know. <laughs> yeah. Like they they come up with the most. Cl- it's it's insane some of the stuff some of these people come up with. Yeah. On ways to steal your data. Yeah, like I was. It's um, amazing. Yeah, like researching different things for these quizzes and talking to the people around me, and you know, just like, oh, what are you working on? I'm like, oh, I'm working on this. What are you working on? He's just like, oh, I'm trying to find this, and he he was like, you know, show me this like really complicated thing. He's like, but this and this and this. I'm just like, oh my gosh, how do you do that? Teach me your ways, (laughs) kind of thing. It's like I'm so novice, but I want to not be novice because that stuff is amazing. I mean, hacking's Mm -hmm. not good, but you got to know how to hack if you want to prevent (laughs) hacking. Is what I realized. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. And obviously, security is going to continue to be a very important thing in the future. So, yeah, that's that. Um, and finally, cool. uh, just some, I guess it's a little bit of video game news, but I think it's only something that I care about, so I've been geeking out about it. <laughs> Fire Emblem Heroes, they're doing a second Choose Your Legends event, and they did that before, if anyone cared, they had Brave, Ike and Brave, Lynn and like Brave characters mm-hmm. like that. So now they're basically doing probably the same thing, but with different characters. And so I voted for Marth. You can vote multiple times. You can vote like every day, but they have not given Marth enough love. So I voted for him. <laughs> Did I'll you ever finish those. Fire Emblem Warriors? Uh, I haven't. I, I finished the story. I haven't finished all of the extra um, stuff. Okay. I'm still trying to get Lynn and Celica. So I haven't had a lot cool. of time to play it, but I have the DLC. The uh, Fates DLC was released. So yeah, that's been nice. Interesting. It's still a good game. I just, yeah, haven't played that that much, but... You gotta beat Zelda. Yeah, straight up, man. I've been addicted. It's bad. I'll probably <laughs> play more tonight, honestly. Um, Like, right before this, I, like, found another shrine, and I was like... I, I didn't have time to complete it, but I was just like, oh, no, I gotta go. Um, But anyway, that's that's all I've really been geeking out about. There hasn't been... Not that I can think much else. Besides D&D, that always happens every week, though. So, yeah. Um, Let's just get into some movie news, then. Yeah. Crocodile Dundee was a very popular movie a while ago. <laughs> a while ago. <laughs> when Joe was a kid. <laughs> and uh, When did it come out? Did it come out before Shelley was born? Probably. I've seen it. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um. All right. When When is your birthday? 97? No, no, never mind. It's fine. Uh, 1986. <laughs> what is your social security number? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never mind. It's 1986. Yeah. Yeah. I was a year old. My brother wasn't even born then. I was not even. <laughs> I don't even know if my parents were married yet. Either way. It's before me. A while ago. A while ago. But it's a good movie. I mean, yeah, I've seen it. It's it's fun. Um, They're making another uh, kind of Crocodile Dundee kind of i don't know it's based it's it's centered around dundee's son who's american yeah they didn't know about him he's just there 
But he wants to Brian follow. Brian Dundee. And he, Brian Dundee wants to follow in his father's footsteps. And it takes place in Australia. So, of course, you need Chris Hemsworth in it. So, Chris Hemsworth <laughs> is also in it. Is and Hugh Jackman going to be in it? Oh, I sure hope so. I guess so. we don't know. You got to have him, too. He better be. <laughs> he's got to be in it. Why there. would Hugh Jackman be in it? Because he's Australian. Those two are like the Australian actors, plus uh, Chris's brother. Liam Hemsworth? Liam, Liam Hemsworth. Name. Um, But yeah, that's... It's interesting. I wasn't... I didn't see that coming. So it's kind of like a sequel. It it's kind of like a... Yeah. Um, Danny McBride. Did we mention that? That's oh, that's Dundee. Yeah, that's who's Dundee's son. Though. That's so strange. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of... I mean, Danny McBride in anything. Weird. I saw him in uh, Covenant, and I was real confused. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's going to be, I wonder if they're just going for Crocodile Dundee, but backwards. Because here you have, like, in the original, he's, like, you know, he brings his culture and his, like, himself to, like, the Americas, right? Am I not remembering this correctly? Yeah, yeah, in the very first one. Yeah, yeah, and then this time, it looks like In the second one, he brings his wife- Back to Australia. Okay. Then it looks like they're maybe trying to do that again, but not with him, with her. It, it'll just be with the son. Yeah, an American going to Australia. And being like, I know what I'm doing. And then Crimson Hemsworth's like, no, no, no. You don't know what you're doing. There, there's definitely going to have to be. I, I'm sure there'll be comedy scenes where he gets bit by something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, But I, I don't really know how to feel about it. But that's going to be a thing. Yeah. I've. They haven't said when they're going to come out, or there's no... It's crazy that we didn't hear anything about it either. <laughs> it's just, it's out. You could There's a website. You could just find it. Yeah. They're like, so, this summer, and you're like, oh, I didn't realize you were like, filming Chris anything. Hemsworth has not said anything about it, as far as I'm aware. Like, this is weird, so... Well, he probably doesn't want to shadow The Rock with Jumanji. Oh, that's true. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, with Thor... He's yeah. like, uh, I, I could talk about Thor or this other movie. <laughs> <laughs> As yeah, a, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Check that out if you're a huge Crocodile Dundee fan. Give us your opinions on it, because I don't know how to feel. So you tell me how to yeah. feel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next off, uh, if you didn't know already, they are making an Uncharted movie. I think we probably have talked about this before. Um, Tom Holland is going to be young Nathan Drake. It's going to be basically an origin story, but the story is being rewritten. It's being written by the people who did Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So that's interesting. Um, it looks like it's going to be something where it's going to be part of, I mean, obviously part of like the video game universe, but not from one of the actual video games that are already out. So, which makes I wonder, sense. Cause, last we heard Tom oh. Holland was cast for it. I wonder if that's still the case. Did you see, did you see who they're talking about getting to play Sully? Oh, Chris Pratt, Chris Jake Pratt. Gyllenhaal, or maybe even Brian Cranston. Yeah, <laughs> man, um, those would all be good. Yeah. So, that's a, I, I mean, can totally see Jake Gyllenhaal as as a young Sully. Yeah, <laughs> I I think it's a. I mean, I've never actually played any of the Uncharted games. I technically owned the fourth one because it came with my PS4, but I haven't played it because I'm like I haven't played the first three. But. The collection um, was on sale on the PS4 over the holidays for like $10 for the yeah, entire first three games. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> and they're worth it. They're great. Um, but yeah, I think just in my knowledge of video game movies, I think it's smart for them to go for 
a origin story prequel sort of thing where they can actually make it as a movie and not like based off of a game that was supposed to be a game. You know, you can't really make a game into a movie, but you can take the idea of something that happens in a video game world and make it into a movie. So hopefully it'll be good. I mean, I I don't know. (laughs) I like Tom Holland. I like Chris Pratt. And if he's, if he's in it, I mean, they'll figure it out. So we'll hear more about it. I'm sure as it more stuff comes out, but yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, King Ghidorah is going to be in Godzilla 2. So it's going to be Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. So that sounds pretty epic. That's a three headed dragon. Doesn't he also like Spitfire too? King Ghidorah. Oh, okay. I had to read the headline to see what you were saying. Yeah. Ghidorah. <laughs> Ghidorah, mate. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's a Dundee joke. See, I taught Ghidorah. got it. Explorer. It just wasn't. <laughs> if you're a Godzilla fan. So not <laughs> only un- not only do you got the Netflix show. Yeah. I'll be talking about that because I watched yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got bit. the Netflix show, but now you're going to get, you know, news about Godzilla 2 with King Ghidorah. Lots of love for Godzilla recently. This is cool. I'm super excited about it. I think Pacific Rim kind of opened up that that wanting for you know the real kaiju stuff. Kaiju, yeah. yeah. It's I don't. I mean, yeah. It's like an old idea. It's pretty due for it to come back, given Hollywood's unoriginality now. <laughs> yeah. Might as well get money out of it and make it epic. You say Hollywood's. You say Hollywood's unoriginality, <laughs> but I mean that's every industry. No, that's true. That's yeah. entertainment in general. That's yeah. I know. It's sad. <laughs> wah, wah. Um, but yeah, that's that's what we got from movie news. So, up to you, Cody. Cool. Uh, so, first off, I apologize if I've seen a little sleepish. I am faking energy as much as possible. Did you just say sleepish? Sleepish? Yeah. That was my word. Yeah, you might be a little sleepish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little sleepish, uh, but try to fake some energy. Uh, I, for the last in the last twenty four hours, I have played twelve hours of Dungeons and Dragons. That is hardcore. At my apartment. That is, wow. Man, but what we, a nerd. Yeah, it's been nerd. amazing. No, that's that's hardcore, dude. It's like I kind of yeah. want to do it, but I kind of don't. You know, oh, it's so good. <laughs> we went as a group to we went to dinner. We went to like PF Chang's, yeah, uh, Chinese restaurant. Or it's not Chinese. I don't know what it is. It's delicious. Um. <laughs> It was amazing. We did that. P.F. Chang's Delicious Restaurant. Yeah. P.F. Chang's. It's got delicious food. That's the the genre of food. Delicious food. Uh, (laughs) But (laughs) we did that, and then we we played for five hours last night. Everyone stayed over. We got a bunch of beds out. Uh, We've got, like, a futon, and then we have a futon mattress under our bed that we pulled out, and someone slept on the couch. We all got up around 10 o'clock this morning, and by 11, we're back into the game. And it played um, until 6.30. That's... Um, so we got a ton done. Poor Dungeon Master uh, is not planning for all of this gameplay. So <laughs> we usually play for like maybe two or three hours yeah. once a week. That's... Yeah. So 12 hours is months yeah. of content for him mm-hmm. that he's like been planning out and completely making up on his own. He's done an yeah, amazing job. Yeah, because if it's he has so like fun. a full-on campaign then that you can just rush that campaign you know? yeah like in one of my groups it's sort of like a 
we're wandering and exploring and doing our own thing. So our DM can be very flexible and just like, oh yeah, this mm-hmm. is what you can do next or this is what you can do. There's no end goal. With my other one, there's extreme end goals. So like he has to be very careful about like how we're timing everything. But yeah, 12 hours. Oh my God. He's been, he got, he's really good at doing this. He's never done it before. Uh, so props to my dungeon master. <laughs> uh, he, we all have our own end goals that we made up on our own. And then he hasn't given an end goal to the game that's an overall story piece. So basically everything that we've done has been for a guild and we're just doing jobs. And each time we do a job, it gives us kind of a hint to our own story or like clues to it uh, or allows us to succeed in our own goals in some way so that we can reach our own end goals. Yeah. Which has been really awesome. But that also allows him to kind of do it at his own pace because he can reveal what he wants when he wants. Uh, and so it hasn't felt like we're almost at the end of what he's been planning, but he goes, yeah, I got all this done. I figured it'd be months. So I was like, I got months to plan some more. He's like, I haven't really worried about it and I got to figure some stuff out now for next <sighs> yeah, week. Yeah. I mean, I, my boyfriend's a DM. He'll, he'll talk to me about like how he has to plan everything. And, and so far yeah. ahead, I'm just like, oh man, <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not the DM. It's been, man, it's has been insane. Uh, one thing I'll note is last last week I talked about the random cards that we have, the cards of... Deck of many things. Deck of many things, yeah. Yep. So I thought it would be funny to take a card and show it to a random stranger instead of looking at it. It was a... Uh, it was a joker. I can't remember what the joker translates to. They're all in uh, the guide. It's a natural thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so that takes two other cards from random and our dungeon master decided to take two cards that we already had in our possession as two cards um, and then put two different ones in their deck. So we got those two. Uh, He was looking at one and I was looking at one and mine gave me some sage. Didn't do anything. Don't tell me what it does. If you know, and the, it was a sage and then it disappeared and then nothing happened for me, which is really odd and scary. And the other one brought this giant wraith out and the wraith, uh, just like slaughtered the stranger, uh, which terrible. wasn't me. So that's good. But I kind of What's your somewhat murdered a random villager. You have to make your alignment more evil now or chaotic. <laughs> Very brutally. Uh, no, no, I I justified it because it it wasn't my party that it didn't hurt the party. Okay, I'm for the be- the greater good is what I'm hoping for. Man. Um, but the party doesn't know about any of this. I didn't tell them. Uh, I was alone at night. Nobody saw You're it. Like, this might be a fun idea. Let's see what so happens. The players know, but the party Ran. doesn't. What's well, sorry? The players know, but the party doesn't. Right. Players know, party doesn't. Know, but... yeah. They were trying to get it out of me, and I was like, I'm, I'm not saying a word. Where were you? Uh... Uh, well, it's a deception. <laughs> I, I, I was at a brothel. Leave me alone. <laughs> was it 19? Oh, okay. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, it was... It was definitely a little interesting. So now I'm a little more skeptical, you know, a little more careful about who I'm going to show these cards to. You should always. I be thought it was going to be funny. <laughs> it was really- oh, also, I couldn't help him. I should point that out. The the wraith looked at me and said, "Don't try to help." And my dungeon master did like explain to me afterwards that if I were to have tried to help, another one would have been created, uh, and then that one would have fought me. Then rip you. It wouldn't have yeah. fought you. It would have slaughtered you. It would have slaughtered me. Um, you can fight them. But I'm assuming that I'm 
since it's a real thing and one of the cards gave 50,000 experience, that this thing probably was a little bit out of my my range. Uh-huh. You think? Uh, <laughs> Just a little bit. So that was one tiny adventure in, in all of the grand scheme of things. Did you... But... I hope you guys went up a level or two. Yes, I went up a level. Okay, I am cool. now... I was a fighter. I am now an arcane archer, which is cool. Whoa. Yeah. My wife hasn't gone anywhere. She is still a level nine. Yeah, because she's sitting pretty on level nine. She doesn't... <laughs> wow. But I think everyone went up to level three, so we had to take a little break, which is definitely needed, and everyone figured out their, their stuff for level three. Because for those who don't know, in Dungeons & Dragons, that's usually a really big level for a lot of different That classes. is true. That is, yeah. Yeah. Defining moment for us. Uh, besides that, I did get to watch the Godzilla thing on Netflix. It is not a movie, even though well, it's an hour. And f- I was going to say, I started it up because it yeah. looks like an anime. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Episode one. Right. And then I saw that it was an hour and a half long. And I was like, mm, not right now. <laughs> I can't. I, yeah. It's it's slow. First 40 minutes are slow. And then it gets really, really good. Hey, if you play all the way into chapter 11, the game gets great. <laughs> you just explained Final Fantasy thirteen. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. you kind of explained Ruby, too, a little bit. It's, it's as long as you get part of... Oh, one. I'm caught up on Ruby. I am I not. Think oh, my gosh. The done. season finale is, season. has... Is is on. Like, there okay, is so a season I've seen finale, it. and I haven't seen since, finale. like, episode five. I've been, uh, I've been really behind. I need to catch up. That's all I'm saying. Watch Don't Ruby. Spoil. Ruby's been amazing. Yeah. Um. This Godzilla thing, I'm still not a fan of Polygon, and that's who did it. Uh, they do Knights of Sidonia. Mm-hmm. It's very well done. It's a lot more colorful, and I feel like part of the reason I don't like Knights of Sidonia is how bland it is. They've gotten better with this animation style. It's that's a little good. bit easier for me to watch. That's good. Uh, and I love it. I really wish that Hollywood would take more chances and do a live action of this, opposed to what we're getting, which is, you know, this the modern Godzilla uh, I thought that with Batman, I think it would have been really cool if we would have gotten a Batman Beyond movie before the you know this DCEU has come out. Uh, they never really want to take the chances to do like the weird movies in Hollywood. They're like, we'll take what people love and we'll do that. Like for a Godzilla movie, we're going to make the classic Godzilla movie for the modern age. And I think something like this story would have been really amazing to see in live action. Uh, hmm. On the level of, like, Star Wars and stuff. Wow. The music in this reminds me a lot of Star Wars. I feel like I need to see uh, this now. Yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. And it's apparently a Netflix series, even though there's only one episode. So, uh, I could definitely see it being an anime in the future. It's really good. I did need to clarify, last week I called it uh, King of Monsters. That is not the title of it. On Netflix it just says Godzilla, but I think it's Godzilla uh, Planet, uh, Monster Planet or something like that. Uh, but on Netflix, it just says Godzilla as of right now. So King of Monsters is actually Godzilla 2 for the live action that's coming out. The one with King Ghidorah in it. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last thing that I'm geeking out about this week, uh, I we were so flippant, Shelly, last week while we were talking about Doki Doki Literature Club. <laughs> and I didn't realize that we should have given everybody a warning and be like, hey, uh, I, we did say, we did say it says like rated or whatever. It's, it's for 18 years or older. Definitely. You they, have to, you have to click through like a half dozen of those warnings anyway. They yeah, put those in the one game. In, there is yes. one 
when you first view the page in Steam. There is one when you're looking at the page in Steam. There's one when you get the game, and then there's like another one. There's there's quite a few. You can't they, really. They need to them. be there. They need to be there. They need to be there. It's so good though. It's so. <laughs> uh, I. I loved it. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to get too far into it. It is a... It's a commentary on dating simulators. And I think that's interesting. Um, I don't want to say much more than that. Did you? I'll just ask this. Okay. Did you watch the game theory videos on it? No. You need to do that ASAP. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That's all I'll tell I'll you. I'll do that. And for people who are listening, you have to have played the game or seen the game completely before uh, that. Yeah, I don't I don't want to give a lot away, but I, I do feel like I almost need to. So um, if you are planning on playing the game, know that it is... The warnings um, are valid. Very Yeah, the warnings are very valid. Um, if you don't care about a spoiler, uh, then more for the content. Should your kid be playing this? Definitely not. Um, I think some Christians are going to find it demonic. Yeah. Um, just the... there's some there's some things in there that are like, yeah. Now that I think about it, huh. yeah. Um, there's gonna be a, a definitely in the Christian world. Um, I'm gonna see that it's a computer program. Um, my only issue with it is that you can't do more, and I don't like the fact that I am apparently crazier than the game, um, because I went just a step further. Joe, have you played it? No. Okay, I've got it downloaded, but I haven't played any of it. I won't. I won't say any more than that then. Um, I, I I have watched enough to know what the game does. Okay. Oh, so you know? Do you know the ending? Yeah, I watched. I watched the game. In the middle of it, episode, like, All right, never mind. I'll. I'll <laughs> yeah, I, like, I watched, please stop. I watched the game theory episode on it. You did. Okay. Both of them. And he goes two. real deep. There's two. Of them, yeah. And they're both. I I more. definitely think a lot of Christians are going to see this, and they they might question whether or not it's demonic. It's. Um, I understand people thinking that playing that game, um, but it, it's literally just computer programming. It's all. It's just the brilliant it man behind it all, and I don't remember his name. Yeah, it says it. I, his Sobato. name is the team name Sobato of the production team. Genius. Yeah. So that's all. I'm uh, about. yeah, did that. That's an experience. <laughs> <laughs> Getting into the TV news. Um. We, I, this is ridiculous. Last week we talked about Inhumans not being canceled. Uh, literally, as the podcast went up, they canceled the show. Oh, so. But I mean, it's not good. So. Yeah, I I understand. Uh, I was just terrible timing. Uh, also, I wanted to kind of touch on this quickly because I know Joe might be a fan. Uh, Disney's Mighty Ducks uh, is becoming a TV show. All right, Bombay's back, baby. <laughs> Is this something Knuckle you would watch? Time. I grew up watching Mighty Ducks. Would you watch this? Uh, I'll check it out. Okay. If it's see, my like Mighty Ducks was cartoons. Were, it'd be great. My Mighty Ducks were cartoons, and they like I think they played hockey, but then they were like superheroes on the side. So totally different <laughs> thing. But I they're from don't Disney. Know anything. You got to form the form the V and triple Deke. No. <laughs> um. <laughs> I just want to get through those quick. I, there's a lot of people that, you know, it's a huge uh, piece of their childhood, Mighty Ducks. Ducks fly together. Uh, but big news coming out of Netflix. Castlevania. We all really loved it. It was all very dark. 
uh, but really, really well done. It's getting eight more episodes. Yay. Which is... Season two. Yeah. Usually, we only got like three episodes to begin with, correct? I think it was three. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, And so, usually with Netflix, eight episodes is... uh, Usually you'll get that, and then it'll be that'll be the season, uh, and you'll have to wait a year. Or Voltron they've done where you get eight episodes, and then a few months later you get another eight, which would be really cool. So is this where we got the whip joke from? From the yeah. beginning of the podcast. Yeah, right. whip because it's Castlevania. Got that it. was okay. What we were going with. <laughs> <laughs> and then a Witcher. We've been really waiting for this. I thought it was farther along. Um, the script has just been finished for the next Flix Witcher show. Which I'm stoked for. I've never played Witcher. Uh, and I'm excited for this. I have the third one. I played some. And then I rage quit and I haven't gone back. It's been too long. I so. like the ideas in it. Yeah. Uh, and finally, some sad news uh, for me and Joe. Shannara Chronicles has been canceled by Spike. Uh, which picked what? it up after MTV had canceled it, you know, season four. So, man, we're kind of to blame, Joe. We haven't been watching it as it comes out. Well, I don't have cable television, so I- I'm banking on Netflix. Right. I've watched uh, two episodes. Um, and I watched them through Spike and I had to pay. You have to like pay money to watch it on Spike. Oh, my um, goodness. Even though. I have Spike. It was really obnoxious. Um, so, I I don't know. I, I don't have enough of the second season to really know if I liked it or not. Um, but I'm really sad to see it go because it was really cool. And I'm assuming it closed on a cliffhanger. Probably. <laughs> uh, Spike is becoming a Paramount channel. Is that why LJS? I don't know. But that could probably be part of it. I would say it's probably because it didn't do well. Um MTV closed it out. I thought it was really weird. MTV closed it out, and then it went to Spike, which if it didn't do well on MTV, I feel like it's not going to do well on Spike. Not that many people watch yeah. a channel known for cop reruns. Yeah. But that is that is the end of the podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, I, I'm not going to go to sleep. That's a lie. <laughs> I have lots to do tonight because I've shirked responsibilities for Just make sure you sleep a day soon. for a full 24 hours. <laughs> um, Joe, where can they find you at? Find me on Twitter at Joe Knows Games. Got all kinds of fun stuff going on over there. Yeah. And Shelly? You can find me on Twitter at TheShellShock24 and my Twitch channel is ShellShock24. And you can find me on Twitter at CodyArmor. Uh, keep gaming keep praying and God bless